Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Walk in Newness of Life. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. Today I want to begin by reading you a little something from Romans 6. This, of course, was written by Paul to the Romans. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. All right, let me stop right there. To walk in newness of life. Isn't that beautiful? When you begin on the path to your destiny, not everyone, of course, but those people who deep down in in their heart love God, love the innocence of children, love the truth. For a long time, just about all of us are really messed up. And what happens is we start reacting to the outside. We become emotional. We start to do things and say things that that either we have, well, we have conflict over it. We go along with the group, the peer group, and then we have conflict. We are tempted to resent our parents because of their failure of us or their harshness or their weakness, and we have conflict over that. But then we also just do a lot of things that we don't even know why we do them. See, when you become upset, when you become emotional, when you start reacting to the environment, which happens to all of us, then you go into a hypnotic trance. You don't even know you're in a hypnotic trance, but you're not fully awake. You're not fully awake and fully aware. So in this trance state then, you become very suggestible. You see, your conscious mind, your conscious mind was meant to be subject to to God and his truth and his love. And everything would come from him. If you want to use the term programmed, it's okay. But it's a pro, it's a programming that you want because you love God. You love the truth. You love what's right. You don't want to be wrong anymore. See what I mean? So it's a programming that you that you like. It comes in very gently, very sweetly. And then you live according to his will, see? So you get up in the morning. You don't have any agenda of your own. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what you're going to say. So the day is an adventure. Each day with the Lord is walking in a newness of life. So you go out in the world and you, you know, you're a mom or dad or you're a student or a worker, whatever you are, you just go about your business and you move intuitively, spontaneously, impelled from within. And sometimes you move, go right and sometimes you go left and sometimes 
you don't say anything and sometimes you do and it's all spontaneous and there's no conflict over it because something from the inner light god's inner light that shines through the soul especially when you when you discover that process especially see most of us need help we sort of know that there's um a life that we would like to live that's conflict free and where we do we we do good instead of doing harm to others now have you ever noticed that a lot of times when you when you do good for someone then you're not so sure that it was good or you you think you did good for someone and then you see that it wasn't really good at all you see what i mean so our own little our own little plans and schemes never never are truly good because they're not coming from god who knows where they're coming from but they're not coming from god or yeah you your conscience tells you that you know you've been impatient with your kids but then instead of just sitting quietly with your conscience then you roll up your sleeves and try to do something so then you spoil your kids for example then you're too nice it, it, that's a, it doesn't work out I'm a man with a microphone so I, people ask no I don't have a church I do not have a church I'm just a person and I open my mouth and I talk and if what I say strikes a responsive chord then that's good So getting back to what I was saying um something of God's light shines through the soul and imparts something to you and that whatever it imparts to you then becomes you and becomes your life every day a little bit a little bit more and so this soul walking in God's light light is subject to the proper authority which is the heavenly father your creator the soul is rightly aligned and its allegiance is to the father to what's right see and such a soul does not have goals of its own or an agenda of its own other than to realize that it that its role in life is to be an observer and to be still and to and to realize wordlessly to be very close to intuition so that you can sense its delicate promptings as the soul's only goal if it has a goal that's it but it doesn't even verbalize that it just moves intuitively but when you're not living like that well then there's an emptiness there's a vacuum so how are you going to know what to do well you have to look to other people to experts to writers to pundits to other people you and you begin to by osmosis you take in what they're doing you end up doing what they're doing and you go along to get along if you didn't go along then you would stick out like a sore thumb and feel uncomfortable so you go along but then but then there's a transference of allegiance to them to the group to whatever supports you or makes you feel comfortable or gives you goals or supports you in whatever goals someone gave you to that then is your allegiance so you have a divided allegiance remember Christ talked about being double minded well that's part of it so the double minded was it Christ who said it or was it Paul I can't remember but in the bible it says the double minded person is unstable in all his or her ways so double minded in other words allegiance you want to do what's right but the world is pulling on you to go along to get along to conform to not rock the boat you see what i mean so there's that and then you're also double minded in terms of belief 
you sort of believe the truth, what you know in your heart, but then you, you doubt it in order to go along with the world. So, to make matters worse, when you fall away from full awareness, remember I talked about the soul ever refreshed and walking in the newness of life. That soul is governed by what comes from within from God. And therefore, the subconscious mind and the body, which serve the soul, are then rightly aligned and they perform properly also. Do you see what I mean? So beautiful thoughts to be filtered in from by the light from God, filter into the mind, and then in, in the subconscious mind are then translated into some sort of action or into the body, some sort of growth. So you, you somehow mysteriously, you grow in patience, you grow in wisdom, you grow in calmness, you grow in wisdom, in patience, in calmness, in understanding, in grace from God. And it translates, it, go, it filters through your whole body. And so your, your mind and your body then become harmonious, back in balance, and at the ready to serve God. So you see the, the, the hierarchy, the body and the mind serve the soul, the soul serves God. And God is the proper authority, or Christ and then God, you see? That's the proper chain of command. But everything is upside down. When your allegiance is to the world, then the world, instead of being influenced by light from within, instead of that, you're influenced by the outside. And ideas and thoughts come in from the outside, do you see? And then are translated into action. And your consciousness is, is unaware. It's a state of, it's a trance state, a state of hypnosis. You're not aware of intuition. You're not aware of your creator's delicate guidance from moment to moment. You're like asleep to it, but your subconscious mind is awake to the outside because that's where any information that it gets, since it's not getting anything from within and above, it has to get it from outside. So then naturally it will want to be in sync with the outside. So then all these things come in. You have all these behavior patterns and, and habits and bad habits and cultural practices and, and things that you say that you heard just about every, so you start to do a lot of things and you look at it and you say, what am I doing that for? If you even have enough awareness to once, once in a while say, what am I doing that for? Most people don't even have that. They just move unconsciously what they pick up from the outside, which they conform to or and do, or they, they rebel. So they de may develop the habit of rebelling against everything from the outside, you see? But both ways are reacting to the outside. So now, let's read again what we just read. It's very beautiful. Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So when you begin the new life, you become dead to sin. See, the old life, 
the old life was the life of taking everything in from the outside. Not only did you take in the suggestions from the outside, but you took in other people's personality and even their spirit. See, the sp there's a spirit that rules this world. It opposes awareness. It opposes truth. It opposes calm patience. It opposes wit, thoughtfulness. It opposes basically everything that's good. But And then it shapes you. So what you were, the, the old man, as, as Paul referred to, the old man, or the old Adam, the old person, was a recreation, a change, a transmogrification of what could have been a very beautiful creature. You see, everything God does is magical. Look at a butterfly, or the way the clouds move across the blue sky. Look at the sweetness in a little child. Look at the beauty of nature and you'll see magic everywhere. Well, God is perfectly capable of helping you get better, but you must find him, become still, and know that he is God. And you will find him, and he will come to your aid. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as our closing music, the Spanish dance number three titled Sarabanda by the Spanish composer Enrique Granados. Thanks for listening. So what you were, the, the old man, as, as Paul referred to, the old man, or the old Adam, the old person, was a recreation, a change, a transmogrification of what could have been a very beautiful creature. And so you became in the image of that outside spirit. Now that got into, it, it gets into everyone a little bit, like little fog rolling in. It gets inside of people and then it becomes their authority. And it rules them. So you see, we're talking about more than just psychology, more than just about um, conditioning and culture, 
We're talking about a spirit, and it opposes God. But in your defection, so what? So, so here's where you went wrong. Where you went wrong was you tried to escape intuition, which felt like conscience, because you didn't want to have conflict. You didn't want to feel like you were something was wrong. You wanted to feel like everything was okay, and everything that you were doing was good, and all your false friends and your practices and your marijuana and your alcohol and your excesses and whatever else you were doing and your resentments and your judgments of other people. You wanted to feel like it was okay, so you found people to support you. What do you think it is when you see people sitting around at uh, lunchtime or over coffee or something and they're just, you know, they're just reinforcing each other. Well, my husband is no good and he does this and he doesn't make enough money and uh, and uh, he, I told him he should have gone back to school and uh, his mother is always bothering me and then his 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 aunt is, is always coming over to the house and she wants this and that and I told her not to come over. So... What we're constantly trying to do is make ourselves look right by judging, condemning, gossiping about, see, or worrying about others. Oh, he's this, and I warned him not to do that, and he should be going, taking some classes, and he shouldn't be hanging around with those people. Well, that may all be true enough, but do you see what the person is doing? They're trying to, to make themselves look right by, by rushing to judge or to aid someone else. So you see that all the time. So we spend our whole our whole life trying to do that until finally one day we wake up and we realize it's it's pretense. That we're not really right. And the person who then begins on this path to God to to find rebirth. Do you, so do you see there's an old Adam, an old person that is a, to, a total recreation in the image of the world and of the spirit of the world. So that along with all the programming and culture, cultural programming, everything, and hypnotic programming, all of that, see, has to be, has to go, and there has to be a new birth in Christ, so that he comes in, and of God comes in, and light comes in. Remember, light overcomes darkness, and truth and then when those come in, then you express patience, thoughtfulness, calmness. See, you have common sense. And then the old things begin to let you go. Nothing, you don't, even, you don't have to struggle with them. They just let you go. What you once did, maybe you once smoked. You, you smoked for for um to maintain some kind of a of a of a dream state some kind of a daydream state of um an excitation from the outside that that kept you from anxiety and from realizing truth but when once when you're finally ready whenever that is to realize truth then truth begins to dawn. Like I've, I've said recently, it's like a dimmer switch. God turns up the dimmer switch. Then you begin to see, oh, I hated my mom and I resented my dad and I thought he was no good, but it wasn't really him that was no good. It was that my mom hated him and 
I was mean to my younger brother, but my mom was mean to me, and then I was mean to him. You see all of that, see? And then you regret what you see. But now you also see that it came into you from the outside, and you couldn't help it when you were a little child. People were cruel and mean and seductive, and they upset you and emotionalized you, and then you began to fall away from intuition. And uh, as a little child, you spend a lot of time daydreaming about the future, which is, which is um, natural. Uh, it's part of growing up to be a big ego. But then when you become an adult, uh, you spend too much time lost between your, your two ears, worrying, planning, scheming, reliving the past and all of that. It's just a continuation of the trance state. See, the basis of the trance state is that when, when you come under the influence of something or when you react to it or when it shocks you, See, there's a lot of shocking things around. The violence is shocking. Robbery is shocking. People, th the way people throw litter. When you drive now, especially with this, uh, we've had this um, shelter in place thing. And so they're not having crews out there cleaning it up. You see the sides of the freeways here near where I live. Lit totally littered with stuff. People throw it out the window. I can't understand that. Why would anybody want to do something like that? They're living unconsciously. See? But it's shocking to see that. It's shocking to see people being mean, being cruel. It's shocking to see brazen people who are, um, who are seductive or who are sneaky. And you see them brazen about it and not a bit, you know, they're unconflicted over it. They're not a bit sorry about what they do. It's shocking to a, a little child's consciousness to see the parents arguing and threatening each other with divorce, to see other kids as bullies, to see things being stolen and to, to, to have someone when you're a little child say cruel things about you for no reason. It's shocking. To the, uh, to the little consciousness. And so the soul becomes imprinted by all these things, memories of them, and, and it's too much for the little soul. See, that's where the, a good father comes in. See, when the good father is there, he stands for what's right, what's good, what's fair, what's just. And he has kindness, and he has courage, and thoughtfulness, and long-suffering, and patience, and so he endlessly stands for what's right. And the little child sees that. And it, it gives a proper security. The child loves that. And knows that good exists. Because he, he sees it in the father. He knows that good exists. And it could be in the mother, see, or in someone else that's good. But it's especially nice when it's the father. The fa and the father has the spot father spirit. See, a father who is now on this, who is now walking in the newness of life, is endlessly, daily, restored, renewed. See, by what? By the inner light from God. God renews that person and gives him a little bit new insight a little deeper understanding, a little more patience. 
And so the child sees the father improving, growing in stature, never angry, never impatient. Or when the father is on the path or beginning on the path, in other words, he messed up and uh, was impatient and wasn't there for his family. Now he sees it in the light of conscience and he does soul searching and now he's, things are different now. Well, he, some of the old person, the old Adam, see, may still be not totally gone. And so there it is, there's impatience. So maybe let's say the father is impatient a little bit, but he immediately sees it and he sees that it's wrong. And then he says to the child, I'm sorry, I was impatient. I apologize. When I asked you to brush your teeth, because you have, hadn't done it, and I asked you several times, when I asked you again, I was right about that. You should brush your teeth. But I was wrong about the anger and wrong about the impatience. I'm sorry. See how simple? So the father is acknowledging the truth. And it could be the mother. It could be anyone. That's the way we all have to live. Acknowledges the truth, and the little child sees it. See? That's very powerful to see someone acknowledge the truth, to humble see themselves, to acknowledge the truth. So it's all good once you start on the path. Um, Augustine said, you know, love God and do what you will. Because when you love God, then you want him in your life. And then what you, what you do is what you want to do, which is what's right, what's fair, what's just with calmness, with courage, with patience. Do you understand? So it's beautiful. So the old, out with the old, in with the new. You can't make it happen yourself. Your self-help programs, your New Year's resolutions don't work out. But God can do it. Remember, some, some, there was some very difficult situation that was there. And then Christ said, well, he said, with, with man it would be impossible, but with God all things are possible. I think I'll stop with that. That's very beautiful. With God, all things are possible. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand. And you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive. And you move with impatience or anger or resentment, stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness. And life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>